And the Police Association President, Chris Carhill, joins me now. Kia ora. Kia ora. I know that there will be limited information about what you can share given this is an unfolding and active situation, but I want to understand what you do know about the officers involved in this situation. Yeah, well, obviously there is limited. I mean, the best news we have from the officer is that he's, he or she, I won't clarify who it is, is not critically injured. And that's really important for us, um, obviously, to, to know that um, and certainly for his colleagues to know that as soon as possible. So we're really pleased on that piece of news. Do you have any confirmation as to whether either of the deaths were, were officers? Um, no, they were members of the public, so we haven't lost a police officer. So we're very pleased about that, obviously. But it's a tragedy for those um, whanau. And I think that that's what you know, the biggest thing to remember now is there's, there's three now that will be grieving today and um, our thoughts very much go out to them. This is a situation that New Zealand is not overly experienced in. What is this kind of event like for an officer as they show up arriving here in gunshots? Well, it's probably one of the most dangerous and certainly stressful incidents an officer can be involved in. I mean, we're very lucky that um, we've got very highly trained professional police in New Zealand. They were at the scene very quickly and, and highly trained specialist staff were there shortly after. But they have to go forward. They have to go into an environment where they don't know how many gunmen there are, what firearms or other weapons a gunman may have. And, and really scarily where they are, so they could be confronted at any time. So it just shows how brave they were. And I'm incredibly proud of the actions of that team today and the fact they were able to bring it under control so quickly. What do you think is going through their heads as they arrive in this scenario, not knowing the number of, of people with weapons or the situation that they might be walking into? Yeah, well, this is where the training kicks in, and you know, they, they really focus on... on that training and what they have to do to get the job done. So what is their role as part of the team and how can they execute that safely? But, you know, they're also very mindful that there's members of the public at risk and they've got to act. Um, and that's one of the, you know, the key trainings that come out of active shooters. You you can't wait. You've got to go forward because you're putting lives at risk if you don't act. And um, so, yeah, as I say, you have to be brave. But that's it's their training that kicks in very much so. Do you have any concerns about how the police and first responders acted here? We know that the Eagle helicopter was dispatched straight away uh, shortly after police teams arrived and then f- uh, three or four minutes after that the armed vendors arrived. So is that to time or would you ex- have expected a faster response? Uh, from what I know at the stage it looks like it was a very quick response and we're lucky but look all those things will come out in the course of inquiry. We'll need to understand, you know, um, the motivations of the government, where his weapons came from. All well, I'll be very interested in that, and and clearly there'll be a formal debrief around all the actions and and an investigation um, to make sure everything was followed appropriately. And the key to any of these things is to make sure we learn um, lessons from them and make and, and improve every time. And that will be part of the whole overview that that occurs now. Kia ora, thank you very much for your time. That is the Police Association's President Chris Carhill.